Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Someone left the barn door open. So now we have to go out and wrestle them horsies. It's high noon for Monday, August 3rd, 2020. And holy moly. What a start we have to the week. I woke up to such preposterous bullshit that I'm having a hard time even wrapping my head around the level of degeneration that we're experiencing. So this is going to be all out of the order that I planned. I had a whole thing planned and then I woke up this morning and I have to shift the plan It's like Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. And uh, Iron Mike is right. So um, two articles this morning in the New York Times caught my eye immediately. Uh, There has been a ramp up in the past couple of weeks to widespread acceptance of the notion that Joe Biden not only will not debate Donald Trump, but should not debate Donald Trump. And now, of course, this is all coming from Joe Biden's side. And uh, last week in Newsweek, there was an article quoting a former senior advisor to Hillary Clinton, uh, Zach Petkanis. And he says, Biden shouldn't feel obligated to throw Trump a lifeline by granting him any debates at all. This is not a normal presidential election and Trump is not a legitimate candidate. That is utterly insane. It doesn't matter how you feel about Donald Trump. He was elected in a fair and free election. There was no fraud, corruption, or collusion that caused Donald Trump's win, except that of Hillary Clinton, okay? The reason Trump won 
is because the Democrats nominated the most hated candidate in the history of politics. All right. The idea that someone as roundly hated as Donald Trump could still beat her should tell you all you need to know. If you need that discussed further, listen to the episode called On Theorism, and you will get more of my thinking on that statement. Um, So that was in Newsweek last week. This week, today, um, there was a New York Times article suggesting that Joe Biden not debate Donald Trump. That is absolutely insane. The idea that the presidential debates are something that Joe Biden can choose to do or not do and that him doing them would be in some way a favor to Donald Trump is a bigger threat to election integrity than Trump making some joke to exert, uh, to call the bluff of the Democrats about nationwide mail-in voting. Trump jokes about delaying the election and that's a nationwide meltdown. And Biden is talking about not debating the president or actually Biden's not talking about anything because he can't form coherent sentences. His people are talking about him not debating the president. They don't believe that the person they expect tens of millions of of Americans to go out and support, they don't believe that he should go prove that he can actually think spontaneously about the issues that matter. The idea that Donald Trump, the sitting president, doesn't have a platform to be able to talk to the American people is absurd. Joe Biden does not have the ability to give Donald Trump a platform. Okay? Joe Biden is only there to make sure that the least possible people are offended by the choice for president. Joe Biden no longer knows where he is half the time. What kind of responsible party puts that man forward as their candidate? What kind of responsible man who says he cares about his country decides to run in this mental condition? If you think somehow that Donald Trump is going to distort the conversation in direct confrontation with Joe Biden, then you are admitting that Joe Biden does not have the knowledge or the facts on his side to be able to shut Donald Trump down. And that's pathetic. What could be more pathetic? I will literally debate anyone in the fucking world about anything unless I don't know about it. Joe Biden should be the same way. He wants more responsibility and more power than anyone in the entire world. And he is afraid. His people are afraid to put him in the same room as Donald Trump and let them speak to each other. That's where we're at right now. The idea that this is the most important election ever. It's so important that we can't follow any norms. Get the fuck out of here. 
you should be insulted. And if you're not insulted, then you simply don't care. And, and this is something I thought about all weekend, looking at these ridiculous arguments about this and that. I cannot even tell you how many people have been coming at me like that I don't understand the data on coronavirus in some way. Okay, one of you dummies, please, by all means, show me how. Okay? If people are arguing with you and telling you that you don't know what you're talking about, simply ask them to explain how. Now, when people actually know things, when they understand things, they can sit there and answer your questions and admit the places that they don't know exactly, but they think something. It's not direct knowledge. It might be secondhand knowledge. It might not be direct knowledge. It might be opinion. People should be able to say that about themselves. All right. If they can't explain to you on terms you understand while relating to you person to person, we're talking about your friends here, right? They know you supposedly. If they can't do that without trying to besmirch your character, then they are A, not your friends and B, don't know what they're talking about. But here's, here's the real thing, because this is what I see the most. People will try to argue by sending you articles, headlines of articles. All right. That is not an argument. What they are saying is, I believe everything this other person says, therefore you should too. All right. That is not an argument. That is an appeal to authority and appeals to authority are logical fallacies. All right. There is nothing about having gotten a job writing for the New York Times that means these people are capable of looking at data, understanding data, and then translating that data in a way that you can understand. Okay? Especially when those people are political correspondents, White House correspondents, the bloggers who write their articles on how TikTok is really good for Zoomers, even though it's a national security risk. What in the fuck is happening to the real world right now? People are saying that we should allow TikTok to continue to exert control over our citizens' private information because these stupid woke parents don't have the ability to speak to their own children. What are we excusing at this point? But that wasn't the only New York Times debacle today. The New York Times had a big article about the disaster that has become of New York State's mandatory mail-in balloting, all right? They send mail-in ballots to everyone. They did this for their June 23rd primary. They still do not have results from that primary. Six weeks later, do you even remember what was happening on June 23rd? Chaz still existed in Seattle. 
Chaz still existed in Seattle. Remember how long ago that was? They still don't have the result. Remember how much shit has happened in that time? They still don't have the result. What happens when November 3rd comes and goes and December 3rd comes and goes and the middle of December comes and goes and all of a sudden it's Christmas and we have no fucking clue who won the election because Democrats take their responsibilities so unseriously that they think three months before an election, they tell everyone that they are going to win in a landslide. That the method of voting needs to be changed three months out and the method of voting needs to be changed to one that introduces methods of fraud into the system. And not only that, methods of doubt that we're seeing play out right now in front of your eyes. This isn't a Breitbart conspiracy. This isn't some shit happening on 8chan. All right. This is legitimate reporting in the paper you like that says New York's primary election is a debacle. The state should be embarrassed. The governor should be embarrassed. The governor is an embarrassment, but no big deal. He says it's all going to work out just fine. Tens of thousands of ballots. Remember the whole 78,000 votes across three states? That was how much Trump beat Hillary by in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Remember that? New York City can't even handle tens of thousands of ballots in its own one-party rule state. If the stakes are as high as they say they are, why are they introducing new methods of voting that introduce doubt into the situation 90 days before an election. And beyond that, why are they holding up coronavirus relief and stimulus packages to get nationwide voting passed? The funny thing is that there is no way Donald Trump is going to allow that. Okay. And the fact is the Democrats know that And they are still holding up the relief package on that because they think that they can make Trump suffer the consequences for their delay. That is horrible. Here are some uh, here are some little quotes from the Times. Now, six, nearly six weeks later, two closely watched congressional races remain undecided and major delays in counting a deluge of 400,000 mail-in ballots and other problems are being cited as examples of the challenges facing the nation as it looks toward conducting the November general election during the pandemic. No. Those are examples of the challenges that introducing a new method of voting three months before an election would present. The pandemic does not present any challenges, just like the grocery store doesn't present challenges. There are hours the grocery store is open specifically so the elderly can be in there and shop by themselves 
without being around more active people who might have been exposed to coronavirus in other places. And that's impossible with voting. We need nationwide mail-in balloting so that we can mail millions and millions and millions of ballots to everybody. 24 million excess registrations in the United States. All of them will receive mail-in ballots. The challenge is not the pandemic. The challenge is the corruption right now being acted out by the Democratic Party. I'm sorry, guys. Your team has betrayed you. If a person in your life treated you this way and you let them stay in your life, you stayed attached to that person and said you loved them based on your prior commitments to them, you would be the kind of person that seeks their own abuse and is unable to get rid of their abuser. You stay in the abusive relationship for as long as you like. And you have no idea how much worse it can get. Holy shit. Thousands of votes wrongly disqualified because, because of the lack of a postmark on them. Why don't they have a postmark? Because prepaid mail doesn't get postmarked. Thousands of ballots discarded for minor errors. Many people's ballots didn't arrive until the day before the election. What happens if you're out of town? What happens if you're at work? What happens if you're at work all day until the late night and there you see your ballot in your mailbox when you get home and you take it up dutifully to your table and you fill it out dutifully and you seal it. And the next morning you wake up and you have your coffee and you grab your bag and you head out for a long day of work and you realize, oh, God damn it. I forgot my ballot on my table. And then you work again till the late night, till the point where you can't get it postmarked by the due date. You can't hand it in at a polling station because the polling stations are closed. And so you tell yourself, ah, well, my ballot was just one of, of millions. My vote doesn't matter anyway. And there you are completely disenfranchised because of what the Democrats did. The Times said that election officials let us know that, they're, that they were doing their best and they blamed it on the pandemic. No, the problem is not the pandemic. The problem is all of the things I just listed. Those are all exacerbated by the conditions imposed by the governors who are ill-equipped to handle the pandemic. But the pandemic didn't cause these problems. Andrew Cuomo said, we did have, not we, Board of Elections had operational issues, some better, some worse, and they have to learn from them. And we want to get the lessons and make the system better and make it better for November. If Trump said that, people would be losing their minds. Not only does he immediately shift the blame, it's not his problem, it's the election officials problem. Because they had operational issues. 
not a complete systemic breakdown, which is obviously what they experienced. They had operational issues. And what they say is, they say Trump knows that if we do nationwide mail-in balloting, he'll lose. Do not let one fucking totally debased, degenerate, partisan hack tell you this. Okay? What they are saying in that statement, implicit in that statement, if Trump knows that them shifting the method of voting will cause Trump to lose, then by simple logic, them changing the method of voting helps them win. Now, I don't believe that they're right about Trump's motivation for not wanting mail-in balloting. But I know for a fact that what they're saying entails they're seeking an advantage. They're saying quite clearly, they believe changing the method of voting puts Trump at a disadvantage, but they're trying to change it three months before an election in the face of all this. And he's the one abusing the system and sowing doubt. No fucking way. If you believe that, I'm sorry, but this is about you and your self-image. You do not care about the country. You do not care about vulnerable people. You do not care about the sanctity of the election process. You do not care about the good of society. You do not care about all of the things that you have that other people in the world don't have by virtue of you being born here. And you certainly don't care about retaining those things. And this is how this disinformation operates, okay? For years and years and years, for as long as I can remember, Democrats have said that voter fraud is not a real problem. We know for a fact that voter fraud and election abuse and human error and systemic error are all real things. If someone is trying to convince you they aren't, that person is a fucking liar. You can see it with your own eyes. Stop believing what your team tells you when it's the complete opposite of what you are looking at. I honestly don't even know what to say about Joe Biden anymore. It is becoming clear that he is the protagonist in a wrenching tragedy. For his entire life, his political ambition has been to become president. He has run in like four different decades, maybe five, 80s, 90s, no, 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 four. He has plagiarized people's speeches to try to get ahead. He has switched every position he's ever had. He wrote the goddamn crime bill in the 90s. He took credit for writing it up until this year. What are we pretending right now? 
there is no way to prove any of the bad things you say about Donald Trump without understanding that all of them apply to a far greater degree when you're talking about Joe Biden. Joe Biden has countless more examples of racist statements in public on the Senate floor than Donald Trump has ever amassed in his entire life. So, uh, once again, I sound quite passionate in a way that nearly frustrates me. And if it makes me sound less legitimate, please let me know. And I will talk to you all like we're in a boring college class. Um, but also I just got done with a run. So my mind is still quite active right now. And on my run, as always, I passed people who were wearing masks, not wearing masks, wearing masks that covered their mouth and not their nose, wearing masks around their neck, pulling up their bandanas when other people passed them. And we are supposed to accept that these people are conscious of the science and the data and that they are looking out for their fellow citizens. The heroes they are. The heroes. So I actually watched a person running around in 75 degree heat as the sun beat down on the path, warming Southern California. Because you see, 75 degrees, that was not our high. It was just going up, up, up as she ran. She was running with a mask around her neck. That's gross. So what are you going to do? Sweat into your mask and then put it on your face Later, she didn't pull it up when people were running around. The whole run was just mask around neck, sweating into the mask. So what's she going to do? Get in the car and pull her sweaty mask on over her face? Is she going to drive to her favorite coffee spot and pull her sweaty mask up onto her face when she gets her latte? What the fuck? Leave the mask in your car. So these people to me are like the pinnacle. Okay. Like I can understand people really believing the mask thing or just really being so committed to doing what they're told in the belief that it's going to make everybody's situation better. I can at least understand that mindset. I think it's wrong. And I think that those people, if they thought about it, would realize it's wrong. But when you are running with a mask around your neck, you are advertising to the world that not only are you dumb enough to believe anything you're told, you are dishonest enough to pretend that you're doing that thing 
while knowing that you aren't. And when you go online and you tell other people to behave in a certain way that you don't behave yourself because you can justify it on the technicality that you totally had your mask the whole time. No, you're a liar. And if you don't realize that you're lying to other people, fine. Realize that you are lying to yourself. I remember when I used to wait tables right after college, before I moved to California, I worked in a restaurant in a mall and you know about like mall restaurant food, right? Like it's not bad necessarily, but it's certainly not healthy. And they always have like fucking options on there that are just like trash food. I'm not saying it's not good. Just saying it's trash. So I remember there was a woman a middle-aged woman who used to work at JC Penney and she would come in at least once a week. And I'm not trying to be judgmental or insult her. It's just a fact of the world that she was in horrendous shape, extremely overweight. And her skin was no shit like gray. And I'm sure that you guys have seen some of these people in your in LA. You definitely have because there are very popular gray people. And, uh, every day when I would wait on her, she would order a diet Coke to start. And it was obvious that she was interested in being her version of health conscious. And so I would bring her her diet Coke. And then she would order the buffalo chicken salad. And the buffalo chicken salad was exactly what it sounds like, a salad with ranch dressing and then boneless chicken wings or nuggets or tenders or whatever, fried, covered in buffalo sauce, and then sliced up and laid across the top of the salad. I'm sure it was fucking delicious. And then... She would ask for a side of blue cheese, but not just a side of blue cheese. She would ask for like one of the soup ramekins of blue cheese. It was probably a good eight ounces of blue cheese. And so she left lunch every day thinking, I just had a salad and a Diet Coke. Her salad with the blue cheese added in was probably like 3,500 calories. And you see what that is is a lie to oneself that you then take outward and give to everyone else. Like, oh, how's it going? I know you were conscious about your weight and your health. Oh yeah, well, I just had a Diet Coke and a salad today. Oh, you're doing so good. It'll pat you on the head. Nah, no, (laughs) no, you are lying to yourself. Stop doing it. All right. You can lie to everyone else if, it, if you need to, if you're insecure, if it makes you feel better, but you have to, you have to make it a habit to try as hard as you can to stop lying to yourself. Every day I wake up and I think, am I smart enough to be doing this? Am I smart enough to be telling people what I think with the mindset that they, it might change what they think? Am I smart enough? Am I being responsible enough? Am I checking my facts enough? And every day I put myself through that. 
And every day, it's kind of hard to get back to the point where I say to myself, yeah, you know what? I'm confident enough in this. I have to trust my, my morality. I have to trust my brain. And I'm going to say what I'm going to say. All right? You guys have to trust yourselves enough too. If you're doing the work, if you're putting in the work, all you have to do is make sure that you're not saying shit you can't back up. You know, if there's a point you want to make, go get yourself some backup. Go on the internet, take five minutes, take 10 minutes, do some good research. Be sure the thing you're saying is true. And so I'm running a little long today, but I want to talk about one more impending disaster. And of course, it's coming from the Democratic Party. And of course, it's coming from Andrew Cuomo. That idiotic leftist video content producer for social media, Now This. By the way, if you subscribe to Now This videos, you moron. But so now this put out a video of Andrew Cuomo today talking about how he slammed Donald Trump's coronavirus response. It's five minutes of Andrew Cuomo's daily press circle jerk where he says that there is no way we can save our economy without another lockdown with a nationwide extreme lockdown. That is not supported by any science anywhere. And he says he's deferring to the medical experts that it was a mistake to trust Donald Trump's response in the first place, that Donald Trump got everything wrong. No, no one in the entire world, not one single person in the entire world has responded worse to coronavirus than Andrew Cuomo with the, the exception maybe of Anthony Fauci and maybe of Tedros, the corrupt hack who runs the WHO and does China's bidding. I am happy, happy to back up every single fucking thing I've said today. Andrew Cuomo cannot back up any of the things he says. None of them. It is pathetic. And the way that he talks to people like he's everybody's dad, like he's the only adult in the room. Fuck you. I don't know how anyone is tolerating this anymore. I am sorry for what you guys have to deal with in conversations with your friends. Your friends are dumb and dishonest and they are not your friends. If they are trying to put moral stakes on your political opinions, they are not your friends. They will not be around for you in the future. Their self-image is more important than your humanity. They cannot even talk to you and have a discussion. They don't know anything and they're happy to tell you you're stupid and that you're immoral and that you are hurting minorities and you're hurting women and you're hurting children and that you're irresponsible with people's lives. Fuck you. Do not let these people question your character and your integrity and your ability to think for yourself. And if you are having problems with them, come to me and I will tell you how to destroy them because I want to see their ideas destroyed. These people are not bad people. When I'm saying someone is dumb or dishonest or immoral, I do not mean that that is an internal character flaw in most cases. I mean that it is a temporal mistake and they need help because we have all been lied to 
for our entire lives by this old guard institution that is set up to enhance their own power. They have come to the end of their experiment because it has failed. And it has failed because of the decentralization of information. That is why companies like the New York Times are constantly consumed with their own failing legitimacy. They are always trying to protect their legitimacy. The same thing with the Democrats. They are lying directly to your face about every single issue. There is another story, another interpretation of this situation that is available to you. You have to, you have to take this next three months until the election. Okay. If you think that it is irresponsible to vote for Donald Trump and that your vote is going to have to go to Joe Biden, that is fine. I accept you. I accept you as an, as a person. I accept your ability to think and reason for yourself. I don't agree with you, but I accept you. Okay. This is what I ask you to do. And this is exactly what I would ask Trump supporters to do if they are supporting Trump for delusional reasons. Take these three months between now and election day and embrace the possibility of a counter narrative. Embrace the possibility that Donald Trump may well just be a patriot who saw the incredible amount of corruption and, and dysfunction that we see in government right now. And he thought, I've had enough. Maybe I can fix this thing by myself. And it's possible that that was exactly what we needed. And it was, it's possible that although it comes in an offensive and distasteful package that there was no other option for the only thing we needed. The other party is running a mental invalid who has no ability to stand up to the fringe of his party with a complicit media, with complicit tech companies, with a complicit entertainment industry, with, con- with complicit college and university professors, with complicit partisan hacks at the highest level of government, including in the medical community, including in the science community, especially and particularly Anthony Fauci. You know he is lying. You know you can see him embrace both sides of contentious issues. You can see it with your own eyes. Why would you believe someone who can't even explain their own changes of mind? Do not believe them. I can explain the way my mind has changed. I was a staunch Hillary supporter. I convinced friends to vote for Hillary. After she lost, I took a look at myself. I took a look at my positions. I tried to figure out all the things that I didn't know and didn't realize about the other side and how I could be so fantastically wrong about something. And at that point, I relinquished my affiliation with the Democratic Party. But I still, I, I supported seven different Democratic primary candidates because I wanted to see them continue to be on the debate stage. Seven. I was not planning to support Donald Trump in any way. And then COVID happened. 
And at that point, it was impossible to ignore that I was being lied to. And it's funny because people tell me like, oh, this is so easy for you to say you're comfortable at home this whole time. No, I'm fucking not. Anyone who knows me knows that the bulk of my business for the last 15 years has relied on LA nightlife and event outreach. Both of those are completely gone. What money do you think I'm making? I'm not a rich person. I paid my college loans off last year. Jesus Christ, people. And this is the funniest thing. I'm going to leave you with this, right? The, the, the word privilege has been defined in the wrong way. The idea that privilege comes from race or gender is insane. Privilege comes from getting the most in life and requiring the least effort. If you are a rich kid who doesn't have to work and you're telling me that I'm privileged because I'm a white man, go fuck yourself. Here's the real privilege. The real privilege is being able to go out with your little pet political views and telling them to everyone as a sign of your moral goodness, posting fucking propaganda on Instagram that you didn't even think of mailboxes kill fascists. Oh, fuck you. Mail-in voting kills democracy. You fucking fools. What could be more privileged than not having to know anything and it not mattering your life, your situation being so stable and so secure with so many different insurance policies for yourself, your family, all of these things are going to be just fine. You don't need to think for yourself. Everything CNN is says is fine. I mean, they're a responsible news organization. They're not allowed to lie. They're not allowed to tell you only one set of truths to push a partisan agenda. Get your heads out of your asses. And by the way, guys, maybe, maybe it's bad that I'm saying you the whole time. Obviously, if you're listening to this show with an open mind, you're not the problem. But this is how you sh- should think of these friends who are treating you this way. If you have no downside to being wrong, then your assertions about important issues are meaningless. I have a downside to being wrong about COVID. Okay. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, then I have encouraged people to act and think in ways that are hurting other people's lives. But if I am right, then what we can see is exactly what's happening in front of us. 40, 50 million people claiming unemployment, suicides, skyrocketing, drug overdoses, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, depression, suicide, suicide, suicide everywhere. Starvation around the world. Hundreds of thousands of children starving because Big economies locked down. 
because we trust the science. Liars. It is so privileged and so irresponsible to be so comfortable that it doesn't matter what you say. And your friends who are perpetrating this on you and putting you in a position of moral blame, they are holding your friendship hostage to reaffirm their self-image of goodness when they are really just lazy and ill-informed and amoral actors. And I'm going to leave it right there. Listen to more Hope's Fall. It is a great day for hockey, so go cheer on the Penguins and my dog's name, namesake, Sidney Crosby. And uh, I will see you tomorrow. Same reasonable time. Same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so new listeners can take your word for it. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I'm Your Moderator. If you have feedback, you can email heymoderator at I'mYourModerator.com or use the hashtag HeyModerator on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, search Be Reasonable on Patreon, where I'll have additional daily-ish segments in a special podcast feed of the show, as well as my writing and audio readings of those articles. You can also go to anchor.fm slash be reasonable and become a supporter there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Be reasonable. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!